Inspired. Sharing your journey. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're coming towards the end of the show, which means it's time to hear about someone's witness, someone's experience of God. We are in the Inspired Sharing Your Journey segment. And a profound encounter with Christ uh, during confession is something that changed the course of Joe Hansen's life. Uh, changed it so much so that uh, he is currently in the seminary. And so, Joe, thanks for being with us this morning. And um, maybe just start off, just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, how you got to where you're at. Yeah, thank you, Father, for having me here. Um, so I grew up in Rapid City, South Dakota, um, Diocese of Western South Dakota, for those of you who don't know. Um, and I grew up in a pretty Catholic family, which I'm very, very thankful for. Um, both my parents had, were converts to the faith, um, both in their teens, and they have really just kept the Catholic faith alive in our, in our family. Um, I'm the youngest of five kids, so that's um, a lot of work, to say the least. Um, but they really made that a priority in my life, and I, that was really impactful for me, for sure. Um, and so now, um, like you said, I'm a first-year seminarian over at Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary here in Winona, um, or over in Winona, Minnesota. Um, just graduated high school this past May. So Awesome. Yeah, it's good to have you here, and we're, we're, we're glad that you're uh, in the seminary. So why don't you kind of give us uh, that encounter that you had with Jesus in high school and kind of where that where that really took off for you. Yeah, so some background about me. Um, like I said, um, my family was very um, very into our Catholic faith. And so we, we went to Mass together. We um, prayed as a family pretty regularly. Um, and I was taught a lot about God, but I really was never taught how to have a relationship with Him. Mm. Um, and so growing up, I kind of, um, I always was aware that I had this hole in my heart um, that I was, had to some amount, knew that it should be filled with my relationship with Christ, um, but I never sought after that. Mm. Um, and so I kind of took the world, um, world's word for it, um, seeking after all of these things that um, I was told would make me happy. Mm -hmm. And that searching after these things really um, led me into a lot of habitual sins. Um, but as I was taught, I would go to confession, and I'd confess these sins, but then I would go out, and I would fall back into them. Mm -hmm. And so I'd go back to confession and I'd confess these sins, but then I'd come back and I'd fall back into them over and over and over again. Um, and finally, um, I was, at um, the end of my middle school, I um, got out of confession and I fell again. And I just came to this realization that I had become convinced that I had fallen one too many times. Hmm. That God couldn't possibly forgive me again. Mm. And so I just stopped going back to confession. Uh, and this point in time persisted for like two years of my life, and it was absolutely awful. Um, I was certainly not a happy person by any means. Um, I would put on this face, I'd go to Mass, and I, you know, I'd be that Catholic kid, quote-unquote, but I, it was really just a facade, and I was really, really hurting inside. Um, but like I said, two years later, it was the summer after my sophomore year in high school, um, I was I'm going to a Steubenville conference in Denver, Colorado. Mm. Um, and be, before this, I had absolutely refused every opportunity that someone had invited me to go to confession. Um, but truly, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I found myself in line for confession at this conference. I couldn't, to this day, couldn't tell you how I got there. <laughs> so God bless. Thank, thank you for that happening. Um, but I was so ashamed and I was so nervous um, that I remember, I distinctly remember um, we were wearing name tags and I was like, no, no one, no one can know who I am. <laughs> so I take off my name tag, I shove it in my pocket um, and I'm just kind of have my head down, you know, like make sure like no one, none of them from my diocese like sees me or anything. Um, yeah. 
and I just the more I waited in line like I was just getting shaky and mm. I was nervous um, and I finally got to the um, beginning of the line um, and there was these um, volunteers um, that were kind of helping the students find where the you know taking them to the open priest for confession mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came to my turn and this <laughs> lady tapped me on the shoulder and I'm shaking and so I stand up and she starts walking me over to the corner of the room and she just stops um, and she looks at me and she goes I just want you to remember that you're not talking to a priest. You're talking to Jesus Christ. Mm. And I was like, okay, like, how is that supposed to help me? Like, I'm having a panic attack here. Like, (laughs) thanks, I guess. Um, But so I went and I sat down in front of the priest and I kind of stuck my head down and started my confession. And the priest interrupted me and he said, Josiah, look at me. And so I looked up and he said, you are my son. And I'm so, so proud that you've come back to me. You are my son, and I have never stopped loving you. Mm. And in that moment, I just had this profound realization that I had a father who, no matter what I did, no matter who I had wronged, that he loved me, Mm. and he was going to call me his beloved son. Uh And that just led me to put me into a place that I gave one of the best confessions that I've ever given in my life. And I came out of that really feeling like a completely new person. Um, And... I can't say that now, like I'm a, you know, magically I'm a perfect person and no, I love no, going to confession. No, no. <laughs> we uh, still have our, we still have our human feelings. Oh yeah. Um, but I th- think the big thing that really changed in my life, um, is I made the commitment after that to go to confession every other week. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that practice that I've kept through, um, the second half of my high school and now going into college sure. has really transformed my relationship with Christ. And it was really, I mean, ultimately allowed me to have one with him. Um, which was just dynamically different from um, how I grew up. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. We're talking to Joe Hansen, a seminarian, Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary, uh, uh, a seminarian for the Diocese of Rapid City. Um, so, Joe, now that, now that you are in the seminary, um, you know what, what's that journey been like? As you kind of look back to that confession, as you look to the growth uh, that you mm-hmm. experienced in your relationship to Christ, to where you are right now, how do you scri- describe how all of that happened? Um, I mean, it was definitely very gradual. Um, and I think this is something that it's important for us to realize, um, especially to those who I'm talking to that are kind of of my age group. Like, I think that we really have this mentality that, like, we need to change, like, 100% overnight. Right? overnight. Yeah. And that's definitely not the case. It's not just your, trust me, <laughs> yeah. it's not just your generation. It's all of us. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, like, working on, like, coming from that and starting with just a little bit every day. Um, you know, just a little, like, five minutes of prayer a day. If you can start there mm-hmm. and just um, work work your way up into something um, that is doable and will sustain your relationship. Um, and I think one of the other big things... So, so, so what, would, what would be some of those things that are doable, that, you know, that work, yeah. you know as you can't work your way up? Um, so, like, one of the things that I um, took from the advice from my vocations director back in Rapid um, is he always suggests, um, if you have a Bible um, during the day, put it on your pillow. And when you go to bed, you have to pick up that Bible and you have a choice then. You can either sit down and read it for five minutes or you have to move it. Mm -hmm. And and when you do that, then you move it to on top of your shoes. So when you get up in the morning, you either can pick it up and read it for five minutes or you have to move it out of the way. Make a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. And just that encouragement and just that five minutes you know, to start your day and to end your day um, really is what started that change in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, To just kind of begin and end your day with the word of the Lord um, really started to transform that. And the other thing that I um, 
ended up taking up in my junior year was um, a holy hour once a week because hmm. um, we had perpetual adoration at the cathedral in our diocese, which I was um, supremely thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two things were really were really the turning point in my opinion. So you individually signed up for an hour yourself, <laughs> not not something that your parents or it was your choice. Correct to yeah. go there. That's so that's huge. It really mm-hmm. is for I mean for to to show that to, to the younger people, you know, if you have the means to get there. Even mm-hmm. if your parents would take you, you can mm-hmm. sign up for an hour yourself. You don't need your parents to, you know, they may have to drive you there if right. you're not able to drive, but it's still a conscious choice it's for you choice. to go ahead and yeah. do it. And why not? Spend mm-hmm. that hour with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Or as a family. I mean, yeah, you certainly correct. can. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, go ahead. Uh, what um, this change that happened with you you know how can you tell the the listeners that are out here you know a way of how that i know you kind of explained how that happened to you but what can you say to them to help them maybe to open up their heart open that door for jesus christ i always think of that picture with jesus christ you know in the knocking on the door mm-hmm. uh and and i pointed out to several people you know if you look at that picture there's no handle on the outside of that door the only way that door to your heart can be opened up is through the other person that's on the other side and that is you so mm-hmm. what can you say to that joe um i think that something that really um, changed the way that I look at my relationship with God is when I um, changed my view of God as this like this person up in the sky that's like um, you know judging me and like mm. waiting for me to mess up into when that really changed into me having a relationship with him as a father um, a loving father that is desiring to have a relationship with me yeah. I think that really allowed me to change my relationship um, and the way that I took my faith into less of something that I was forced to do or I was asked to do by my parents and more of something that I took onto my own. Um, and I think that that really changed, um, especially once I started um, being able to take like leadership roles yeah. um, like in my, in my church and being able to lead um, people or like small groups or wh- whatever that capacity can be. That was really um, helpful for me to kind of make that my own and take it um, unto myself. Yeah. In the last few moments here that we have, about 30 seconds or more, could you just kind of, what's your last thoughts for anybody that's listening, maybe uh, that's discerning, maybe into vocation? What can you kind of uh, inspire their hearts with? Yeah. Um, I'd say the big thing, if whether you're discerning or just trying to um, live a holy Catholic life, the sacraments are, are that, that needs to be what you need to center your life around. You know, mass um, at least once a week. Um, if you can go more, that's amazing. Daily mass has um, been a huge blessing in my life. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like I said, with confession, um, having that be a regular routine and not something that you can just um, go when it becomes convenient or like, oh, I guess I have to. Like to actually make that a priority in your life. Um, that's that was really what changed my life, and um, I think that's that's the priority that I think if you can if you can make the sacraments your priority and center your life around that, you'll see your relationship with Christ just yeah. change incredibly. That's awesome. I can see it in your face, Joel. Your 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 calling is there. I hope that you uh, feel that discernment coming through you, and, and that you continue through it. Uh, you know, but this is a process, and yes, I think it is. you know all the seminarians know that. We talked about with uh, Robert in the beginning of the show. You mm-hmm. know that he went into the and you know and he discerned that it just wasn't that you know and that happens and mm-hmm. that's what the process is supposed to be so don't feel when you're out there that hey i'm going to go into the seminary and 
I got to be there. You know, this is a, a discernment process. So, yeah. yeah. So anybody that's thinking of that, please, you know, have that in in the mind and listen to what Joel was saying. And thank you so much, Joel, for being here with us. Yes, thank you for yeah, having me. We just continue with your studies, and we and we are praying for you. I know the Sarah Club is also praying for you, priest, laity. Uh, many people in your family, I'm sure, are too. 